Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. Hey, welcome back to The Driven Entrepreneur. I'm here this week with, of course, another amazing driven entrepreneur, someone who I've have been blessed to meet this year a couple of times. We've actually had him on the show before. We may or may not remember. This was a couple of years back, but we are back again because today your career, your business, and even the consideration of should you be working? Is it hard to find work? What is going on in the whole workplace? With me today is Ken Coleman. Now, I'm excited to have Ken. He's the host of the Ken Coleman Show, the daily syndicated radio show on, I think he's 60, 70, probably 100 radio stations by now, as well as everywhere where you get podcasts. You'll also catch him co-hosting the Ramsey Show alongside Dave Ramsey and other amazing personalities, and uh, number one national best-selling author of The Proximity Principle, and his new book, his new book From Paycheck to Purpose, is out in pre-order right now, and we're here to talk all things career and just really blowing up your purpose in the work life world. Ken, what's going on? How are you, man? Good to be back with you. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you too. I'm trying to get my mind settled after the amazing, weird comments we've been having just before we went to tape, but that's okay. I like yeah, you that you're as weird yeah. as I am, man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's no yeah, it's all behind the scenes. Behind yeah, the scenes. No yeah. no one's no one's gonna no. see it except for all the no, producers. No, and- no. Yeah, there you 50, go. 50 people in the background. So, hey, Ken, you, right. uh, you have an interesting perspective on career, and I know you also speak into the business world as well. Can you tell us a little bit of this story? When you came to Ramsey Solutions, you, like, you're running essentially this entree leader type of role, meaning you kind of run your own deal. You're doing your brand. You're running your radio show. You're writing books. But yet you're part of a, a larger ecosystem with support, community, and a team. When you first came on to Ramsey, can you talk a little bit about how you knew it was the right fit for you? And did you always want to be working around a team like that? Or did you have hopes to just go do your own Ken Coleman show in the basement? What was your dream from the beginning, man? Well, I had done the Ken Coleman show on my own uh, on a local talk station, uh, radio talk station, AM, FM dial in North Atlanta. So I had experienced what it was like to do it without a team. And it, that's not glamorous. And not only is it not glamorous, it's not, it's not very easy. So I certainly felt like I was going to need to plug into a greater organization, a bigger team that would be a platform and the engine because doing it yourself is incredibly difficult, very, very difficult. Uh, I, I suppose it's possible, but I made the decision pretty quickly on quickly that that wasn't the best route for me. I think there's some people that are built that can do that and can do it well. I'm not. So when Ramsey Solutions presented the opportunity, I felt like it was a no-brainer to walk in, and I thought that it had tremendous potential. And it uh, turns out I was right. <laughs> Obviously, uh, your show's blown up since then, and partially, of course, because your talent, but then also the topic you're doing, and like to your point, having a team. I just wanted to, to talk because we have a lot of entrepreneur and, and plenty of solopreneurs listening. That the challenge that I think a lot of us are running into, I know I have in the last couple years, is my team has unfortunately shrunk a bit. Things have changed. I've had to scale back and adapt, and I'm starting to get that feeling, like many people are. Maybe I'm getting burned out. Maybe I have a lot on my own back. And over the years, I've always considered as a small business owner, what would it look like to work somewhere? Could you, 
I think entrepreneur is a really sexy word that people throw out a lot right now. Everyone's got to be an entrepreneur. We all got to run a business. Can you speak to how do you know if maybe you should be out on your own, bringing people on and building something versus I just I, I love the vision that you've created where you go, you know, I got this team and I'm going to come in and be part of an ecosystem. And it just feels like you're just in a sweet spot thriving. How do you know if you're supposed to be doing that or if you should be just grinding it out and building your own thing off to the side somewhere? Well, I think you have to shift the question. The question is not first and foremost, should I be working within a team or an organization or on my own and then developing my own thing? I think that's the secondary question. The question is, what am I supposed to be doing? What, what is the work that I feel like I'm supposed to be uh, doing and contributing. So I'm going to get clear. What are my, what are my top talents? What are, what are my greatest passions, the work I love to do? What are the results I want to create? Mission, talent, passion, mission is the, is the methodology by which I teach that everybody makes that decision from. And so once I know what my sweet spot is, which is where the alignment comes together, I use what I do best talent to do work. I love passion to produce results that matter to me. Mission where there's alignment there there is direction. Okay, I can see this mountain is on purpose. So I figure out the where and the what, then I figure out the how. And you're asking a how question. That's so well, good. How do, I, how do I know if I'm supposed to be a solopreneur and then eventually maybe build a team or work for an organization? And I think that's the wrong question. I think the question is, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? Why am I going there? And once I determine what I'm supposed to do and the best way to do it. So for me, it was broadcasting. So let yep. me answer my own question here that kind of comes in here. It's like, okay, I, I know that I'm supposed to create content and broadcast to encourage and equip people to live on purpose. Okay, once you determine that, you go, okay, where are all the different places I can do that? Now, if for you, is that is that the talent, passion, mission all rolled into one, those couple sentences you said? Because I want to unpack that a little slower. That's It's really powerful stuff. So talent. To, I'll go back to it. And so what I'm saying, though, is to answer your question, it's like once I knew that it was broadcasting and content creating, then I go, where's the best place to do that? And when you determine where's the best place to do that, then that answers the question, should I do it on my own or should I? Yes. Should I go? Does that make sense? I wanted to answer your next absolutely. question. Absolutely. I think, I think it's absolutely brilliant. And I love that's why you're America's career coach, Ken, right? Because you can reverse engineer and say, let's start at the beginning, not at step seven. And you know, step one in your new book is, is get clear, right? It's real simple. It's getting clear on, on talent, passion, mission. Is that all part of the get clear stage or help that's me? all of it. That's the whole thing. So in order to get clear, I've got to know who I am. And self-awareness comes in those three elements. Talent, what do I do best? Hard skills, people skills, some character traits, right? That's your bucket. And we're not talking about average. So if one is suck and 10 is amazing, then I want to know what I'm a seven, eight, nine. Not when I'm a four and a half that pays the bills, right? Well, look, yeah, four and a half, you can bust your tail, and the most you'll ever be is maybe a six and a half. How many people love to pay for six and a half? When was the last time you told your wife, hey, let's, uh, let's go to an average, I'm thinking like a six and a half restaurant. I'm going to go all out on a date night with you. I got average six rating candles for tonight. Yeah, nobody does that. So the idea here is, is that we've got to offer our best to the world out there, so, so those Seven, eight, nine, tens, that's the top talents, hard skills, people skills, character traits. Now, passion. Passion is work I love to do. So what do I look forward to with high emotion? When I think about it, I get excited. When I'm engaged in it, I lose track 
of time, of my surroundings. I'm experiencing ecstasy, otherwise known as a state of flow, by the renowned psychologist Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Did 30 plus years of research on this, and and so he calls it a state of. I'm in a state of flow. He calls it ecstasy. Well, that's the idea that I have high emotion, high devotion. I don't want to quit it. I love it. I'm willing to suffer for it. The root, the Latin root word for passion is pati, p-a-t-i, or pati, however you want to say that. And the reality is, is that it means to suffer. So I am willing to suffer rejection, failure, patience. Hello. And so when I know work that I long to do, based on that description, that's passion. Now, the third element is mission. All work creates results. So we totally we want to come in total alignment with our purpose by saying, okay, what results do I most want to create in the world? Now, I know I love this work. And by the way, talent and passion provide clues to this result. So for me, I was early on in broadcasting. I had the talent and passion part in that I was doing some radio and TV and I was dabbling and I was getting my feet in the water, if you will, part-time. But I was doing sports radio and sports TV. I love sports. I can talk sports all day long. Kurt's uh, my publicity pal. I mean, he's off camera right now. He can tell you, you get me talking about any sports topic. I don't even care what sport. If I know uh, just a scintilla about it, I I enjoy conversing on a sport. However, once I tasted it and I did it, I realized the result of talking sports was entertainment. And I realized that I wanted to broadcast for encouragement and equipping. I wanted to encourage and equip people. That was my jam, not entertaining. Now, there's nothing wrong with entertainment. For somebody else that goes into broadcasting, that desired result for them could be entertainment, and that's great, and that's good. So when you put all three together, I use what I do best, talent of communication, to do work I love, broadcasting, to produce results that matter to me, influence. Encouragement, influence. Encouragement, whatever. So anyway, and by the way, incidentally, I'm just going to mention this. At KenColeman.com, you can get clear career assessment that will absolutely walk you through in 20 minutes. And it'll give you a detailed report on your top talents, your top passions, and your primary mission. Fill it out in a purpose statement to where you can say, I was created to use my talents of blank, 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 to do and perform my passion of blank, 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 to produce the result of blank. And so we create, we've created a wonderful assessment. And then I walk you through in the first chapter, the first two chapters of the book, this get clear stage, and I'll show people how to manually do it too, because I started doing it myself, pencil and paper, and then we developed the digital product, which is great because not everybody enjoys a pencil as much as I do. But that's where we get clarity. We get clear when we know our purpose. And so when talent, passion, and mission align, and I'll say it one more time because it's as tight as it can be, I use what I do best to do work I love to produce results that matter to me. That's when I'm on purpose. Now, when those those things are in alignment, we look and it's like an arrow pointing to the marketplace and we can see multiple jobs, career paths, even dream jobs that keep me on purpose. So that's the beauty, the simplicity, and the power of getting clear. So now uh, it's not this mythical mountain anymore. It's like, oh, that's where I'm supposed to go. And I know why I'm supposed to go there. Yeah. And to your point, when people are stuck in this place of, I, I hear them a lot when they're calling into your show, or the Ramsey show, they're talking about, I'm in this job and I have this other job offer. I'm in this business and I'm burned out and I'm thinking about X and you're in this AB right situation. And you're taking them back to the beginning and saying, look, maybe 
A isn't the best option or B isn't the best option. There might be 20, but you're thinking of it too much in terms of in the minutiae, right? You're in the detail of, I work in a hospital and I don't like that. And I work at this one school and the principal's mean and, and they're getting into the details. What's one of the simplest ways, unless maybe it's just going back to what we just talked about. Sometimes I think it's hard to get over the details of our own life and just step back. Do you do you think it's a good idea to whether is it like getting away and doing it or is it just as simple as saying, hey, let me just look at talent without any context. Let me look at passion without any, you know, where do I live? What's my car look like? What's my spouse? What's my job? Because it's isn't it so it's so hard sometimes, I think, to, to see that big picture stuff when you're shrouded in the details of what you think your life is right now. Are there any kind of, I don't know, quick ways or, or tips to just to get past the details of today to really get to what matters so you can brainstorm this stuff out? Well, I think it's an interesting question. I just explained the process. So sure. what you're asking and getting at is, is, is it smart for us to do that exercise of self-awareness, of discovery? And then when we get our results, if you take the assessment, you're going to get the results. We do the hard work for you. And I, is it smart for me to sit there and look at those results and remove circumstances Yes. and remove expectations and remove history and remove uh, pressures that I'm feeling from other people? Yes. Yeah. And just sit with it and go, okay, simply put, what work matches up to this purpose statement? Because when we do that, now we have crystal clarity. And now it's not about, well, how long is it going to take me to get there? We cover that, right? We'll, we'll get there. Get Stage two is get qualified. Right. And let me tell you something. This is a journey. There's a reason why I use the mountain metaphor. This is not a da-da-da-da-da-da, the Smurf theme song that I grew up watching, and flowers drifting lazily from the sky along our path. This is a journey. And so before we do any kind of preparation for the journey, we've got to know what's the mountaintop and be clear as to why we're supposed to scale it. And that's what I've laid out. So I, I certainly understand your question. And I think, yeah, uh, you've got to remove all that crap and go, it's not about salary right now. It's not about where I live right now. Now, those right. things all come into play. But later, they come after you get Yeah, clear. but, you know, the way you're describing it, and I think you're right, I think a lot of people, it's like when I was a kid, we had this thing called the match game. So you had all these tiles, and it was like, okay, we tried to match the two elephants and the two rabbits and the two tigers and all this nonsense. But it's like the equivalent of, like, throwing out all the match tiles and then there being no objective to the game at all. We're just turning over tiles. Do I like tigers? Do I like lions? Well, that's not the object of the game. The object of the game is what are we trying to do? We're trying to remember and we're trying to find patterns. We're trying to match things up. And right here, right now, what we're talking about is we're trying to find a match in the marketplace to our purpose. And so we know exactly what we're looking for, right? We're not just randomly flipping tiles in the game. We are looking for a match. And that's the process of getting clear so that now once I find the match, I'm less likely to be distracted. So when I look at something like, man, my dream job, I, I would love it if I could do X. Like I would love to broadcast and this and that and the other thing. And then my brain tells me my old limiting beliefs. They say, oh, but I don't think that job exists. What do you say to someone that goes, I don't know if that job exists. Now, they probably haven't done research yet. They're probably in their, the kind of the, the model of the world that it may or may not exist. I, I've heard you talk about this a lot. And I just, I love your perspective of, listen, man, like you don't even know yet. We need to get out and start looking to see that type of a job. Maybe you're a nurse and you're not gonna end up working in a hospital. That's kind of what I'm driving at is, when I look in my industry, how do I go about maybe that research? Maybe that's what I'm looking for of going, no, I love what I'm, I, I got my talent, I got my passion. I feel like I'm clear on what I wanna do, but I don't know if there, this job exists. 
How am I going to go find that? Talking to people that are in the world. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're beginning to answer your own question. I mean, you you, you simply have you have to research, right? So we we go do the research. We talk to people that are in the industry. Hey, you know what what's it look like to get here? You know what what's the path to this particular position? I, if somebody says something like that to me I, I, on the show, I'm just going to go. What evidence do, evidence do you have that 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 you can't get there? Or that that position doesn't exist. Do you understand That's what I'm good. saying? Yeah. It's like it's like what's the evidence that you have? They're believing the negative before they've even looked at. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think ultimately what you're asking is get what you're saying, but I think what's behind that is people doubt whether or not they can get. There. So they go, I don't know if it's if that position exists. It's like whatever. We're not talking about a a position. We're talking about the type of work you want to do. Good. Unless you're sitting there going, I wonder if there are unicorn groomers. Okay, well, I mean, now we have a problem, okay? We have a bigger problem here. Yeah, no, there's not unicorn groomers because there's not unicorns. But, I mean, I think what you're getting at is people who say, uh, I just don't know if I can get there. Now, that's good old-fashioned doubt. Welcome to the dance. That's anybody that's on purpose is going to have to face doubt day in and day out. I mean, I still deal with doubt. Sure. So that doesn't go away. Yeah, I, th I think sometimes, though, I, you know, I just look at an opportunity, whether it's a new client I want or a position or something. And at some point, I just got to say, man, it's they're going to hire someone. And why not me? Yeah. You know, why it's, it's got to be somebody. Why not me? What's the worst that can happen? They tell you no. OK, yeah. Next, no. Yeah. next. And, th and then there's actually more than one. What if there was more than one place? Now, you talk in, in your stages. I want to kind of briefly hit about uh, the Get Connected stage. And I know that's what your last book, Proximity Principles, is really all about in a deep dive. And the new book goes into that as well. Again, I love that that idea of not just, I'm not just out there in a cold market trying my best to, to send resumes to the wall and see what sticks. But I also don't need to go to 100,000 a year of school to get, quote, connections. Can you speak to, again, your perspective of what does Get Connected look like if it's not meeting my roommate's dad in Ivy League school and it's not using Zill uh, Monster and, you know, whatever else? What does that look like in in a, in a Ken Coleman sort of way? Because the way you do is brilliant. Well, you know, it's about who can help me learn what I need to learn. Okay. This is the question because there's, there's strategy in that question, but there's also posture in that question. Instead of who can help me get where I want to go, that's what a lot of people think connecting and networking is. And as you know, in the book, I say stop networking, start connecting, start relating to people. Relationship and connection is what we're going with. And the best way to connect is to become a learner and show up and be prepared and ask good questions that are about gaining knowledge, facts that you don't have, and then gaining wisdom insight into some decisions maybe that you have to make or that you have made knowledge and wisdom is what we're searching for we are turning ourselves into a human sponge and we are uh, in doing so coming across as humble and hungry that's how we connect and we are going to walk away having done two things receiving value in the form of knowledge and wisdom and then giving value by making someone feel valuable and it is okay in that type of setting and in that type of behavior to then say, hey, who else would you recommend that I learn from? What are some, what are some of the places where I need to kind of get into and, and maybe observe and get some experience? Asking those two questions as a part of the other list of questions you'll have prepared will lead to so much more opportunity to get connected. And the more I get connected to the right people and get connected to the right places, the greater the percentage of opportunity coming to me is. And uh, that's the secret to getting connected. 
is that when I'm getting connected, opportunities come to my door and knock on my door, not the other way around. You trying to kick the door down. Yeah. So, so to give a couple of like examples, something tangible in there. So get connected might be, say I'm a young kid and I want to get into welding. It's okay. Let me start searching the people I know and the people that know who I know to find someone who does welding. And then am I saying, am I approaching like in a, like a mentor role or am I approaching you going, Hey, can I hang out and take you to lunch and pick your brain? Like what is, is that kind of the, the attitude? Sure. Yeah. Lunch with a welder or maybe even better. Can I shadow you and I'll be an extra set of hands for you. I will stay out of the way. I won't mess you up, but uh, I just want to shadow you. And then you're asking questions throughout the day. And then uh, when conversation turns, you can say, Hey, what would you do if you were me, my age? And, and so, cause people want to help people that are helpable. Yes. And so what I've described earlier in the first answer and, and now is that you've created profile in the mind of the person that this is a helpable person. And so I want to help. Them. Yeah. And I think everybody loves uh, an underdog or like you said, the, the humble learner that wants to go and create something great. Ken, last couple questions. I'll let you get going. I know that the day is moving on for us. Again, the book you can find at KenColeman.com from paycheck to purpose. It's on and we're going to release this right away for you because I know we're still in pre-order. Is that right? Can you explain because you're doing a really cool pre-sale and you got the bundle. Can you just kind of tell us what you can get and and there's a date involved too i think you're going pre-sale till november so it's a smoking deal a bunch of extra goodies and ebooks and all sorts of things are thrown in there yeah so november 9 is the release date so up until november 9th you can pre-order the book at kencoma.com you get the audiobook the ebook along with the hard copy plus over a hundred dollars worth of other free resources including my get hired e-course which you can take and then there's a bundle deal where you can get all those things I just said, plus the Get Clear Career Assessment that I talked about earlier on in the conversation. That's a $30 price point for that. It's $20 for just the book, the other formats, and all the goodies. So pretty great deal if you pre-order now to get that. That's amazing because I think if I if I'm unless I'm, I'm wrong on this, I think the, the assessment used to be it was like 30 bucks on its own, something to that effect. Yeah, it still is. So so if you want to get the assessment for 30 bucks, you can look at it as getting a free book and a free literally everything that is outstanding you can get all that at kencoleman.com just like it sounds we're in this big exodus of careers but we know there's more jobs than there are people looking for them what's i don't know the last little thing that i need to be focused on if i'm trying to get myself into that that dream job there's still competition right i know there's more jobs than people looking for them but there's a lot of great people out there. How do I make sure that I'm, you know, other than obviously being clear, being connected and everything else. When I walk in, when I send the resume and when I show up to the interview, you know, other than brushing your teeth and shaking good hands, <laughs> what, what are some, uh, I don't know, just little tips from uh, Uncle Ken here that will help us to really just win people over and being authentic? Yeah. Well, I think simply put, I think when you're in that position and you're in presence, I, I think enthusiasm is wildly attractive and that's not yeah. fake enthusiasm and a bunch of fake energy. It's just a genuine excitement for the opportunity to be able to do this work, why you love this work, why you're connected to the organization, how it fits with you. I mean, that's huge, you know, because so many leaders that are uh, hiring people and interviewing people, they feel like they're dealing with actors. And if you can be authentically enthusiastic and show genuine excitement for the opportunity that you have and right in front of you um, that you would love to work at this organization and you can very clearly articulate why and how it connects to you personally, that's a game changer. That one tip alone is going to make you stand out. 
So you're really connecting to the mission of the organization of the leaders and helping explain how your piece fits into this, not just why you have a qualification for the position. I love it, Ken. You're awesome, man. Appreciate you. You rock. Really good hair. Good to see you as always. <laughs> thanks for having me. I appreciate and we'll have it. you back on when the next book comes out, my friend. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Ken.